Good morning, everyone. I don't know if you've noticed, and you may not have, but if when you stand up here, you can see it. But over here, we have three wise men. And today is the Sunday, apparently, that is traditionally when the three wise men turn up. Would you like to stand up? Come on, just, just for a second. Thank you. I just noticed. Take it as you like. Okay, so I am reading from Matthew chapter 6, which has got nothing to do with the three wise men, by the way. (laughs) Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 to 21. Don't store up treasures here on earth where moths eat them, and rust destroys them, and where thieves break in and steal. Store your treasures in heaven, where moths and rust cannot destroy, and thieves do not break in and steal. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. Thanks be to God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Doubly well. Shall we pray? Lord, we thank you for the beginning of this new year together in worship. And uh, we ask that as we begin this morning to think and reflect on our relationship with you and what it looks like to walk closely with you, Lord Jesus, to stay connected to you, our vine, uh, that you would still our minds and our hearts and speak to us. Lord, that you would pinpoint things and highlight things over the course of this month that would set us up to walk closely with you for the rest of this year. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So every year in January, uh, for those who aren't familiar, we do our celebrations a little differently. Uh, Often we would do that with some small group discussion. Uh, Sometimes we'll use video content um, instead of myself speaking. Um, But as valuable as those table discussions can be, and we've done that for quite a few years now, uh, I wanted to approach our, our learning and our growing together slightly differently this January, as you can probably tell, we're not around tables. Uh, this is a great time of year to be thinking about abiding, right? It's a, 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 our prayer life, um, maybe set some goals around how we want to walk with Jesus for 2024. But if you're anything like me, I tend to uh, read or watch some content or you know, get some inspiration and some, some motivation in this area and then talk about my good intentions with others. And by February, those good intentions were ancient history, right? Is that just me or no? Okay, I see some nodding heads. In short, I, I don't actually think this is just a like, oh, yes, we're not very good at this. I think this is reflective of a, a common problem in the culture of our church in Australia, the church in Australia and in, and in the West. Uh, what I mean by that is, in short, we're, we're good at theory and at times, conversation. We can we can think about a concept and a, and a, a, a way of um, life, a way of walking with God, and we can talk about it with others. 
What we're not so good at is practice and accountability. Or you might like to use the word intimacy with others in that. So not that theory and conversation are bad. We need the theory and we need that conversation and relationship with others. But if it doesn't translate into practice fueled in part by close accountability with others, it tends to be a bit lost. The value of that theory and conversation can can be gone. So here's what we're going to do in January. Each Sunday, I'm going to speak for a shorter amount of time, about half what I usually would, on some aspect of prayer, um, abiding, spending time with God. Uh, and our, our theme will just be simply abide, referring to John 15, that we abide in the vine. We are the branches. Jesus is the vine, which is stay connected to him, reliant upon him for everything that we need and uh, all of our, um, yeah, everything that we need. So I'm going to speak on some aspect of that, and then there'll be a time during our celebration where you get to put into practice some element of prayer to actually spend 10 to 15 minutes uh, with God. Might be go for a prayer walk around here or sit in a quiet spot. We'll have some quiet music playing in here. And my hope is that by practicing something, rather than just hearing someone else talk about it or listening to it on a video, we're more likely to go on to make that a reality in our day-to-day walk over the course of this year. So that's the first thing we're going to do. That's the practice part. The second thing I'm going to encourage you to do is not to do with what happens on a Sunday morning, but even more than that, putting something into practice. This helps us solidify rhythms of abiding, remaining in the vine even more in our lives. And what I want to encourage you is to do is to communicate regularly with one other person, or possibly two, someone that you trust, that you're happy to share with at a deeper level, and if we're really, because uh, if we're really honest, conversation with six or seven people, like in a small group setting uh, around a table, only goes ankle deep, right? We chat about, oh, yeah, I think I'll do this, but we don't really go deep. If you spend time with a group on a regular basis, like in a life group setting, you, you know, eventually you, you begin to share more honestly and deeply, but even that tends to take a long time, even in life group settings. But with one or maybe two other people, you can go deeper quicker. So, just for this month, this is my encouragement, to find one, or at max two, one person of the same gender who you can chat with about a couple of simple points after each Sunday. What did you experience in your personal prayer time on the Sunday morning? Was it helpful? Was it not helpful? Was there anything, reflections that came out of that? Is there something you plan to implement daily that you could check in with each other on? Uh, How are you going with this week to week, maybe even day to day? And as I said, if you get asked by two people, you can form a triplet, but no more than three. And there's an important reason for that. The more people, the less deep we're able to go, right? If it becomes four people, then there's two pairs. Break off, and now you've just got two pairs sharing. So two or three people in total sharing on a regular basis just over the course of this month. And if you go, oh, that was different, then you can cut it off after that. Clearly, this is uh, doing something like this is going to be a case of... Uh, you get out what you put in, right? 
Uh, it's totally up to you as we spend 15 minutes in the middle of our Sunday celebration as to whether you want to have a 15-minute nap uh, and then wake up when we start playing the next song. And you can engage fully with your prayer partner, prayer triplet, whatever you would like to call them, um, and have daily phone calls with them and go on prayer walks and do retreats. Ever so, Or you can just talk to them on Sunday for 10 seconds over morning tea and then start talking about the cricket. Uh, what you get out will be what you put in. None of you here would say, I don't think so anyway, none of you here would say this. By the end of 2024, I hope, I really hope and pray that I am no more content and at peace than I currently am. I really hope that my prayer life hasn't developed. I hope with everything in me that my temper and lack of self-control remains exactly the same. I hope I have not grown more kind and compassionate. I hope my marriage hasn't improved at all. I hope there's no more joy and gratitude in my life than there is today by the end of this year. Anybody saying that right now? Is that your New Year's resolutions? (laughs) And yet there's a guaranteed way to ensure that you are, that we are exactly in the same place, spiritually, emotionally, relationally, in 12 months' time as we are today. The guaranteed way for that to happen is to do nothing, to do nothing intentionally about these areas, to just hope magically that we will shift. So whatever your feelings about New Year's resolutions and you know all of that kind of stuff, uh, patterns we put into place now, this month, will change who we are in a year's time, if we're intentional about it, if we make the effort. So that's my encouragement, to engage in the little space we'll create each Sunday and to, to let that flow into a close relationship with one other person. We have some time later to, to think, who do I want to ask? Um, and by the way, please don't take offence if you ask someone and they've already paired up with someone else. That's, that's the ground rules here. <laughs> We're going to you know, uh, make sure that we can all pair up with someone without going, oh, oh they didn't want me in their, in their pair or their triplet. So this leads me to today's topic. I'm just going to offer a few brief thoughts this morning and then make some suggestions and uh, around a, an aspect of prayer and our, our walking with Jesus and then, as I said, allow some space, allow 10, 15 minutes for you to go for a walk, for you to find a comfy spot, if you like, and pray. So I want to talk today about distraction. Right. Distraction may be the worst pandemic of our era. Agreed? Right, we know the effect of COVID by now. I'm not sure that we quite understand the, the ongoing effects and the, the, the huge effects of the pandemic, I would call it, of distraction in our lives. I think it's far worse than any of us really recognise. At a macro level, uh, let's say you have set some New Year's resolutions. Uh, that's that's kind of what you like to do. Like, All right, I really would like to, you know, there's this hope for where you are at at the end of the year in your fitness or your prayer life or your certain relationships. Unless they're completely unrealistic hopes, like by the end of the year I hope I'm a billionaire, there's a good chance that the goal you've set is achievable, that there's really nothing in your way of, of reaching that goal and realising that hope uh, whether it's a six-month or a one-month or a 12-month goal, except for simple distractions. Things that will come in 
like other little opportunities that will pop up and all of a sudden you've neglected that thing that really mattered to you. You've gone, I really want to focus on this. And then you kind of get down the track and go, why haven't I been able to see this hope realised? Well, it's because other things came in and all of a sudden took priority and that one got shifted away. So it's simple distractions are, are, are far more powerful than we, than we realise, right? At a day-to-day level, it's the same. Okay, I want to achieve these few things today. It gets to the end of the day. Where did the day go? You feel like you've got nothing done. Other little things crept in. For me, the absolute worst victim of distraction is my daily time with God. I'd like to say it's my devices that are the problem, my phone, iPad, etc., because a message comes through and then it takes, it distracts me. I'm thinking about that now. But in reality, it's, I can make excuses, but it's my mind that's distracted. I don't know how you feel about this, but I know it's, I can't really make excuses for, it's my mind that's distracted. And we know this, right? Every year after the craziness of December, we get to this point. Many of us resolve to slow down, to be less distracted. We've had themes on be still, um, you know, have a, having a good, solid, quiet time. And we hope this will last through the rest of the year. How's that going for us? Have we ever kind of go, yep, this is what we want to set up for the year? And have we ever let that last all the way through to December? I think at best I get to about June. <laughs> often with you know where I want to be in this place. So rather than beating ourselves up about this, oh, well, how do we, we just got to be less distracted, less distracted, I want to share a thought with you that was, it was something I heard in 2023, and this was the most surprising, uh, actually kind of shocking, but most helpful thing I heard almost all of last year. It was uh, something that, for me, was freeing, it was encouraging and incredibly helpful, but it, it just took me by surprise because I, we, we've spent this time going, well, we've got to be less distracted, less distracted, less distracted. Um, and it was in a talk I heard by Pastor Megan Marshman, uh, who's an amazing preacher if you want someone to listen to, if you're into that. Um, and she said this line that totally surprised me and, and changed my perspective. She said this, a wandering, let's put that quote up, a wandering mind in prayer is a gift from God. A wandering, not like I wonder about things, I mean a wandering, distracted mind in prayer is a gift from God. Now, I I heard her say this and I was like, whoa, 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 hold up. How is that possible? Because when it comes to prayer, my mind wanders like a man with free time in Bunnings. I'm all over the place. I'm, th- I'm, I'm praying and then all of a sudden I'm thinking about this and then that leads to something else. Next minute I've just bought something on Amazon. Like that happened more than once last year. And I'm supposed to be praying. Here's what Pastor Megan said about this. Why is a wandering mind a gift from God? Because, as we read before, the Bible teaches, Jesus teaches, where your treasure is, there your heart will be. Where do our minds wander off to? Our treasures. Our minds wander off to the things we want, the things we're thinking, the things we're worried about, the things that we think will affect us in some way, whether that be good or bad. 
And so our mind wanders off to those treasures, but then we can notice that, bring that to God and lay our treasure at his feet so that we can once again make him our treasure. This is the gift of a wandering mind in prayer. Oh, that's a treasure. That's an idol. I can bring that to God and ask him to shift that in me. So I jotted down an example of this in my journal. I think it was about October last year, right? So uh, this is this is what happened, and this is what I wrote down afterwards. I was praying, uh, I think it was my morning prayer time, and I remembered I needed to order coffee beans because I was running out at home. Okay, And then I thought, hmm, someone's coming over to the house soon, a, a visitor. Will I be able to offer them a coffee because I don't have many coffee beans left? I could, but then I might not have enough coffee beans to uh, make uh, coffee for the next few mornings because it takes a few, a few days for the coffee beans that I order to get delivered to the house, right? So this is a problem. Then I started thinking about how I get my coffee beans heavily discounted from a group who support Christian ministers, and then I th- had the thought, hmm, I really hope they don't change their policy on that next year because if I had to pay full price for these coffee beans it would be a lot of money on coffee beans and then I went oh I'm supposed to be praying because <laughs> that was what what happened in this scenario but note what was really on my mind three things really one will I be able to please others can I provide coffee for my guest two will I have personal comfort will there be enough coffee for us in the morning and three, will I be financially comfortable, not have to spend extra money on it? Pleasing others, personal comfort, financial stability, all of which are treasures, all of which are idols, where my heart was in those few moments. And so rather than that time becoming, oh, for goodness sake, Luke, focus, you're meant to be pranked, stop getting distracted, right? It became, Lord, I don't want to be consumed by pleasing others and staying financially comfortable, please change that in me. It's suffocating. I want to live lightly. I want to live freely in your love and provision for me. So that's how a wandering mind can become a gift. Oh, these are treasures. God, I need to submit submit them to you. So here's a thought for you. A wandering mind in prayer is a gift from God. A distracted mind is not necessarily simply a problem to be beaten out of you for you to be having quality time with your Father. It's an opportunity to have some honest dialogue with your Heavenly Father. So today's challenge is simply this, to go for a walk with God, or if you like, sit in a quiet place in this room. And wherever your mind wanders to, Talk to him about that. Now, I'm not, so I'm not giving you a, a, a prayer practice today like Lectio or, or praying through the Lord's Prayer. We might do some of that in coming weeks. But this is just an opportunity this morning for 13, 14, 15 minutes to be distracted, if you like, and let God show you the treasures of your heart in those distractions, in those wandering minds. Bring those things to him. Recognize what's going on in here. And if you get distracted again, then there's another gift. Bring that to God. So we're going to play some soft music. You have 15 minutes.
uh, I will, with about two minutes to go, I'll stand outside and say, um, time to make your way back in. And, uh, and then we will wrap up, have some closing worship. So uh, let me pray before we begin. Father, our minds may be following the season of Advent and all of the busyness of that uh, may be a little distracted and a little all over the place even, even now. Lord, even if we've had some quiet time at the beginning of this year and over the Christmas New Year break, uh, Lord, there's still a lot going on in there. And so we ask that in this time, you would help us to identify, even with random thoughts or distractions, the treasures of our heart, the things which have taken your place inside, so that we may just talk freely and openly with you about them, knowing there's no judgment, there's just a grace and a mercy that you offer to us to bring those things to you and to place you on the throne of our hearts once again. Be with us in this time as we walk and talk with you. In Jesus' name, amen.